You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 121 of the Wisdom by Wessa show on the Horse Radio Network, and this is Mike Dinell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sofia Yagela. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WESA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Sophia, you mentioned that WESA has expanded to the 10th floor of the DMC. Congratulations again. And what else is new on that floor? Thank you. Yes, as always, we love to get feedback from our exhibitors and buyers. And one thing that the exhibitors wanted was more signage or more specifically directional signage on our new 10th floor. And then we kind of touched on this before, but we are also opening up a media hub on the 10th floor, which will be located next to the social arena. And by the way, last January, a lot of people asked for to get the giveaways. So those little horses and a new giveaway that we have, and they are always located on the social arena. So make sure you stop by. And then lastly, one of the daily parties will be on 10 as well. That's the Bacon and Bourbon Bash featuring a live cigar rolling demonstration and also some free cigars. Oh, perfect. That's what I'm going to need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything else new that is not on the 10th floor? Yes. So we do have a new registration area. You can now find the WESA staff at the new registration on the first floor of the World Trade Center towards the Interior Home and Design Center by the crossover. So it sounds a little complicated, but it's actually very easy to find. And don't worry, we will put up enough directional signage for you to easily find it. And then overall, of course, the show day pattern has changed from the last January and also the last August. So the show opens at 8.30 a.m. every day and closes at 6 p.m. every day. And the days are Wednesday through Saturday, January 17th through the 20th. And again, buyers can sign up online right now. Austin Accent's first product was a line of horsehair hat bands. Today, those hat bands are still available from the company, along with a wide range of products, many handmade, that enable its retail customers to offer their consumers around the world Western fashion accessories to suit their individual taste. Tracy Halling is with us today to talk about the company's past and its future. Hey, Tracy Halling, thanks for spending some time with us on the Wisdom by Wessa podcast to talk about Austin Accent. I don't even know where to start. We've been doing this for about 40 years. We wholesale and manufacture all kinds of Western accessories. We sell all over the world, and we have been crazy busy for the last three years and getting busier. Gratefully so. That's a pretty good summary. <laughs> I will, no, one thing I like, as, as you and I talked and I did a little research, 
You have managed, you and, and the owner of the company together over several decades have managed to grow a very sizable international company and still, as they say, stayed in your lane. You've been in the accessory business, you've found new accessories, you've changed accessories, you've added accessories, but you haven't branched out into other product lines and other markets that uh, would be brand new. You just perfect what you're doing. And I think that's a uh, an admirable trait for a business to have. Well, thank you. That is that's what we try to do. Always stay above it and ahead of it. We are, like I said, we're creating right now. We're getting ready for January, Sophia. Um, we're doing some new stuff right now, uh, new wild rags and all kinds of stuff that we're about to put out on the market. Pretty excited about. Yeah, we are constantly working. We've got 10 women. We're all women in-house that work together. Um, so I think that's an important factor, too. But we hear about the other people, but we don't care. We just keep looking forward. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's great. And um, you have a pretty big international footprint. Yes, we do. We sell to several European countries and we sell to countries in Asia. We have a following. We have customers that we've had for 30 years and they trust us. A lot of times people will call in and say, hey, can you throw together an order for $1,000? You know what I like. Just do it. And we're glad to do that. So, and then there's bigger, you know, chain stores that want exactly what they want with SKUs and all that. And we'll get them taken care of as well. We've got a lot of orders going on right now for the holidays and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. <laughs> so say with the international for a moment, are there certain products that are big in some countries and some parts of the world where it would be different if you crossed the borders and went to a different locale? Huh, interesting question. We find in Europe that there's more equestrian, so we do a lot of saddle tack and things like that. We sell like conchos and things like that that they can adorn saddles or tack with. There's some products that Olga has developed that they'll do very well for the European market. They also love anything bright and colorful. We even sell long johns. We have one client in Sweden that buys lots of long johns from us. Red long johns with the butt drop on them. So <laughs> we have all kinds of stuff. Yes. Yes, I know. It sounds funny. Hey, um, if, if, you, if they want it and you have it, why not? Exactly. Um, we're actually important. developing... We're developing a hat, um, an ear warmer for a Western hat right now with a client of ours, a very good client. Um, and there's more to come on that where there should be some big, big numbers on that one coming up. Well, the thing that makes your business go, and Casey will jump in on this in a minute, but people buy something. They buy a hat or they buy a saddle. And then they look at that and say, it needs something. And lo and behold, there you are and your retailers are <laughs> to help them accessorize it. You had mentioned something about a hat bar. Now, I've been to bars before. I've never seen a hat bar. Maybe Casey knows it, but what's a hat bar? <laughs> well, a hat bar offers all kinds of things. It's been a very popular thing since COVID, I think, started. Hats were hard to come by. There was a lot of delivery issues with some of the major hat companies. So people were figuring out ways to repurpose their own hats. With that, we have all kinds of hat bands. We've brought back feathers and feather decorations, which was very popular in the 80s. 
some customers still these days, I'm never buying feathers again. Right now, we are in a huge market with selling thousands of feather hat bands and loose feathers, anything to dress up a hat or change it. So hat bars, there's people that are learning how to restyle hats that are are already been sold or worn, and they're fixing them up and dressing them up all different ways. And people can go home and do different things, wear three or four different hat bands. Some even wear them all at the same time. We had a picture of Johnny Depp a couple of years ago wearing three hat bands, one of which was ours on a Western hat, which was super cool. Um, we can thank John Dutton for wearing some of our hat bands and Sheriff Longmire as well. We did the horsehair hat band that he wore in one of the first shows that he did. I came across a picture of Stevie Ray Vaughan the other day with a silver hat band from years ago that we had done. So it's kind of cool. We don't always see our stuff out there, but when you do, you're just like, wow, it's pretty awesome. But the hat bars are a huge thing right now across the country. There's a lot of startup companies right now that are purchasing all kinds of hat bands and decorations for hats. And we've got some new stuff we're coming up with and that we'll be showing in January for things, you know, new, new items for, to do that and embellish. Well, I want to get so, back in a little bit. I want to get back to that, where those new art, maybe Casey will do it as well, because it, it, as you look at all of your product line, you think, my goodness, what can possibly be brought out? What can somebody do new? But that leads us in uh, more to the fashion area, which is Casey's forte. Casey, jump in here and well, chat a bit with us. I think a lot of times that it's not always something new that's never, it's sometimes it's reinventing the wheel or bringing back styles that were in previously, as you had mentioned, feathers and, you know, were coming right. back. But I would love to know, well, and let me just say about the hat bar, Mike, there is one here in Pueblo. Maybe I will take you. Whoa! Okay. So you can experience a hat bar and we can tell them all about Austin accent. If they don't already know, they probably already do. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, um, we'll get him a hat and we'll get him we'll get him back in, in line here. Okay. Uh, Tracy, I got a picture of that one. <laughs> yes, I know. So, Tracy, I do want to ask you, what are, besides feathers, what are some things that you would say would be trending moving forward? Because I think one of the biggest things in fashion isn't necessarily say what's in today, but what's next. Everybody wants to kind of get a head start. Well, what do you see for C in 2024? Well, some of the things that I've designed just recently, a lot of floral stuff in the Western. So the wild rags have some roses. We always can do stuff with roses. Colors, lots of bright colors. That's probably one of my favorite things to work with. And it's funny when design, I'd just be driving down the road sometimes or wake up in the middle of the night and something comes to my head. Olga, the owner, had she had developed something super cool many years ago, which is a reversible hitched hat band. It's one of our most expensive hat bands. It's hitched horsehair. I did the design on it, but she did the actual mechanics of it where it can actually reverse. So it's natural colors on one side, bright colors on the other. So they have two hat bands in one, but it also retails for about $300. Um, but we, you know, like there's things like that that just... I don't know. They just happen. So the fashion trend, there's no telling. In yeah. Western, it can be anything. And I would say that going to market in August, I, I saw short shorts with boots. I saw everything, bright colors. <laughs> um, 
there's no rules for Western. That's what I think. (laughs) Yeah. You Um, know, recently I had mentioned that um, I have never worn a bolo tie in my life, but uh, uh recently I thought if I were to do something different, I would have a custom bolo tie made with like my brand on it or something. And just, I like to kind of, like I said, circle things back around and bring things back in. And what's really funny is I've seen bolo ties everywhere since I kind of thought of that. And I think that's something that I foresee kind of seeing during the NFR this year coming up next month. I think a lot of bolo ties and maybe even um, like the collar, like the silver collar tips. I, I kind of foresee some of that, those type of accessories maybe. Absolutely. Bolos, we probably in a week sell, I don't know, anywhere from 500 to 1,000 depending on the week. Um, you know, there's a lot of stores. We offer over 200 styles. So we have a big variety, you know, everywhere from Texas style to scorpions to conchos. There's, and very feminine ones too, but there's women wearing them now as necklaces and you can wear it a little longer. You don't have to wear it up against the neck. You can wear it longer as a necklace. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that, Casey, for sure. What's really neat about all of your items, you have so many things to choose from. And I would think as a retailer, being able to choose from all of your your items that when somebody is coming into your to the retailer store, there's kind of something for everybody that would fit everybody's taste and a lot to choose from and add to, say, their, their wardrobe, their outfit to really make it personalized to them. That is absolutely true. And we do have a lot of stores that call us, they just order hat bands or they just order um, jewelry or just socks and toys. We even offer stuff for kids. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff that, that happens all the time. It's pretty cool that there's stores that call in and order some of everything. Oh my gosh, we have pages of orders. That'll be one order, um, mm. which is awesome. Um yeah. But yeah, they, they like to try a little bit of everything. And one thing with our company, we don't offer, there's no minimums when they call in. You know, they have to have a tax number. They have to be a wholesale account, but they can try a little bit of everything. There's nothing, there's oh, cool. no rules. Yeah. Yes. And your items um, fit really good for gift items with the holidays coming up and just saying, mm-hmm. again, a retailer carrying your items, whether somebody's going in the store for a birthday gift or a Christmas gift, just so many different options for gifts that would make really unique gifting ideas. The leather products are super cool. Those are all hand done, carved in Mexico, um, designed here. And so the leather stuff is super cool. Those are great. You know, what we have a company actually that does wedding photos and they buy our photo to the photo leather photo things that we have and they're magnetic. So you can just put the photo right in there and then he sells that to his customer. So there's all kinds of things like that. There's a little niche for everything. We try to, we try to hit every market. Sometimes it drives us crazy, but we're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. Mike, besides taking you to the hat bar, I know you wanted to jump back (laughs) in with (laughs) something. (laughs) Okay, I'm taking Casey, it. We'll go to the bars. And maybe we'll the find bar. a Some of those too. hat bars do serve whiskey. I will tell oh, you. Well, Some of them do. <laughs> and you have leather flasks, so we could be. We, we could. do. You could just bring your own. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I, I do have a question. I'm, since you've been around for decades, it'd be hard to believe 
that there isn't a retailer who knows of you or do, does business with you. But if there's that one retailer, maybe it's two, who are listening to our show and say, gee, this sounds great. How do I get to be a retailer carrying your products? What kind of qualifications or criteria? How do I become your customer? They have to be warm and friendly, number one which isn't always the case, but we would prefer that. (laughs) They have to have a tax number and they can contact us through our website, which is pretty easy to get around. It's got our whole catalog on it. And then they can request price lists and information. We also offer a hard copy catalog. So once they get going, we'll send them a hard copy catalog that they'll have with their first order. They can call our 800 number. They can email us directly. Plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Okay. And there's another little story that I liked because I think it showed your ingenuity and your creativity. But let's go back a couple, three years. This thing called COVID hit. And we Uh, talked to a lot of companies and say, gee, so how did you do it? How did you survive? How did you approach it? And you came up with a product line. Talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Well, when the first shutdown, the first day, I think we snuck up to work, my boss and I, and we looked at each other and cried the very first day and couldn't figure out what we were going to ever do as a business who, you know, nobody needed accessories during COVID. My goodness, who would ever thought of that? And I said, we have sewing machines. We're going to make Western masks. And my boss, Olga, thought I was crazy. But we started making them. We figured out how to make masks. We have a wonderful sewer in-house. She started making, we had beautiful Western fabric with our scarves, our silk scarves and whatnot. And we started making face masks a few at a time. We got a phone call a couple of days later with an, you know somebody calling to see if we were open or if we were here. They wanted merchandise and we couldn't figure out why. They placed an order and we started offering face masks and we sold thousands of them. We designed one actually and had it made in South America along with, it was like a bandana pattern. We sold lots and lots of those, but we just, we, as I told you, Mike, I, our industry was working behind the scenes, no matter what, if we were closed down or not, we didn't know exactly what was going on, but people were ordering merchandise. And so with that, we would offer the face masks. And that way, if anybody came in the door, we knew we had a, we were essential. We had to be open. So I think that's very we, creative. Um, Not only is it a creative <laughs> strategy, but clearly you applied the creativity to the product line because people wanted it. And I think those right. are the kind of great stories that come out of the Western world, whether it's in the brand side or the retail side. Uh, COVID really didn't, I don't want to say it didn't hurt the Western industry and the retailing and fashion industry, but an awful lot of companies buckled down and found a way to do business. And I thought your story was just a great example of of how that happens. We have have thrived through it. And I will say that Yellowstone, thank God for Yellowstone, because that kept the entire industry going, not only entertained, but it kept a fashion going through everything. I mean, John Dutton, had he two of the hat bands that he wore through his show were some of ours, which was super cool. So we could kind of build on that when you start the conversation. And through COVID, there were so many people that would call and it wasn't even that they wanted to place an order. They just needed to talk to somebody outside of their realm, outside of their home. 
So we offer that too. We have a great customer service base here. And there was a lot of heartfelt stories, I will tell you. It was pretty tough that first year. But through it, we survived and I think are better for it. And that's kind of where it's brought us to today. We've had the best three years that we've had. And this year continues to be so. So. Well, I think that's great. And by the way, we are the Wisdom by Wessa show. And you said you're preparing new things for Wessa. So I'm assuming that with all of the kind of marketing you do, somewhere in there, Wessa plays a, a little role. Oh, my goodness. So we had done the Wessa show for many, many years until it moved to Dallas. And that was a tough change for us. And then COVID happened. We have been up there a couple of times, and the one of the gentlemen that had worked with us for many, many years passed away during COVID, and he was recognized by WESA um, two years ago, I think, and um, that was pretty awesome. I got to receive an, an award for him that I have on my wall here at the office, a Montana buckle. It's absolutely beautiful. But Bob had been doing this for so many years before us and worked with us up until three years ago. and. Yeah, Wessa has done a lot for us, and I will say that I have been putting out, I can't tell you how many emails with our booth number now, um, and lots of marketing through Constant Contact and whatnot, that we are going to be there. We actually, in August, had a client come all the way from France. She actually booked a ticket from France because she found out we were going to be there in August. When she told me that I hadn't seen her since before COVID, I literally cried. We both did. It was super cool to hear that we had that friendship and that bond and she had missed us for those years. And she said that she just hadn't been able to find the product that did her store well. And so she came in and placed about a $5,000 order and we shipped it right after we got back from the show. <laughs> well, that's, that's so, a great story from a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, it shows the relationship that you have uh, around the world with your customers the respect mm -hmm. that they have for you, the ability at, at the Wessa show for the two of you to get together and do business. That's really a win-win type of a story for, for you and for Wessa and for that retailer. And my guess is if we talked longer, you'd have a lot of other great stories. After 30 years, a lot of your business is built on long-term relationships. Yes, very much so. And so I think that's great. And that's really what the Western world is all about. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and visit with us. We probably took you away from designing the next great big thing. <laughs> or but, bookkeeping or whatever. <laughs> uh, or what, whatever it may be. And right. I thank you just so much for spending the time with us. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Sophia. We appreciate it. And Sophia, I'll see you in January. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at the website wisdombywessa.com. And of course, if you have feedback, we'd love to have it. There's a contact link on the website. The Wisdom by Wessa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on wisdombywessa.com. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. WESA, where the industry meets.